there. Thanks for tuning in to this week's message here at Wellspring Church, Texarkana. We would also love to see you and your family join us on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. Or if you'd like to give or learn more about us, you can go to the link in our Instagram or Facebook bio. We are praying that this message encourages and equips you to live out your walk with Christ. So grab your Bibles and let's get ready for this week's word. He's ready to be encouraged in the word today. Amen. Man, what a great time of worship. I'm so thankful, thankful for our team to lead us and, uh, and, and just into a sweet presence of the Lord. God inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. And um, so today, uh, I really don't know if this is going to be long or not. God has just been stirring me all, re- all week. But if I had to title this, I would call it Jesus is not an add-on. He's not an add-on. So like we have our life and our belief and what we have and just add-on. In fact, in a lot of countries, and I've talked to many missionaries across the world um, that, uh, you know, uh, when you go and you, you go into a country, you go into a tribe and you start sharing the gospel, they'll see it. They're very receptive in a lot of places. And so it really pumps the missionaries up like, yeah, look, we're reaching for the gospel. And that's, that's such a great thing. And that is encouraging. They need to hear the gospel. But what happens oftentimes is they're super excited. Tell me about this Jesus, God. And they'll take, uh, they'll take that word, the Bible, whatever, and they go, would go home and they would just put it up on the mantle with all the other gods, with all the other religions, you know, and, and so they're not always, um, you know, that it's just one thing. It's like, well, I think this is good, so I'll, I'll serve that God. And Jesus is God. Oh, all right. Well, we'll, you know, and that may be an extreme thing, but we have to remember as, as, as a church, as, as Americans, that we don't just have our life and Jesus is just an add-on. Our faith is in Christ. Don't shout me down. Our faith is in the anointed one. It's in Jesus. And he is the substance. He's everything. Amen. It's, it's centered all around him. And we talk about living a life of faith. But he's the substance of our faith. Amen. So today, we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about fear. Can we do that? How many's watched the news lately? How many has it sparked some worry and fear? That's good. We're not being overcome with it. But for many, there are. And Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, I like this because he says, fear not. And it's not just period. It's, it's for I'm with you. And that's real key today. That we are with him. It's, it's. I don't have to fear because he's with me. Now, for those that don't have 
Jesus. They don't have him. It's like, well, you're in a different bracket than we are. Many would say all are children of God, but remember what Jesus said. He said, you're of your father, the devil. We know the wrath of God is poured out on the unrighteous. But trials come to all. But those that are with him don't have to fear. Can I, can I hear an amen? amen? I was praying and God gave me a few things. I just, can I just share it with you? If you're taking notes, you can write it down and maybe you can chew on it. And maybe the Lord can give you a deeper revelation of it. I'm just going to share with you how the Lord uh, shared it with me. Faith doesn't avoid hard things. It seals you from worrying all the way through the valley. You know, we go through the valley, but he is with me. I remember uh, here a while back, let me see, I don't know if I can pull this up or not. This is something I have that I see. I mentioned this a long time ago. And I said I was going to take a picture of it last time. But this is something I wrote down on a post-it note. It's on my desk. I don't know if you can read that. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But notice what the real focus is on. Because you are with me. And when our eyes start getting only on the darkness, on the bad, when our eyes start getting, remember Peter, on the waves and the storms, then that begins to shake our faith. So it's, I'm not denying that I'm in a valley. I'm not denying that there's not a shadow. I'm not denying the darkness. I'm not just turning a blind eye or a deaf ear, but I am acknowledging that he is with me. Therefore, I don't have to fear. Amen? That's good stuff right there. That's good. Faith does not merely confess nothing bad can happen here. Faith in God enables us to not freeze up and shake in fear in the wake of bad things happening. It's not just confessing, oh, nothing bad's going to happen in Jesus' name. You know what I mean? How do I say it's not just a magic wand? It's belief. It's grit. It's believing in him. Though I walk through this valley, though I'm here in this valley, I will fear no evil because he is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. It's not that there will be no predators. It's just I've got a rod if there is one around. Have you ever thought about that? Get. You know, that's the, that's the southern term for get out of here. Faith in Jesus is rooted in an everlasting life that supersedes the world we know now. Sometimes if our faith is shallow, it's only worried about the now physical. But our faith, it's rooted in the everlasting. The hope that's within the veil of his presence that doesn't end when this body dies 
or this world burns up, our faith in him, see, it continues to eternity. Faith in Jesus can truly say, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Faith isn't sticking your head in the sand. It prepares and sleeps well. Remember the five that had their lamps filled with oil and the five that didn't, they all slept, right? They slept. They, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. But, but I would suggest that those that knew, they knew that they had what, it, what they needed. They're, okay, we're ready. We got this here. We got it. I, 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 that's how I think because if something's coming up, I like to get things ready. Prepared, okay. All right, it's time to sleep. And I can lay down and rest because I know I pray not out of worry. See, the ones that woke up, they're running around worried now. But faith, it works. Faith and works work together. Amen? Worry is not faith. Naivety in a blind eye is not faith either. Mark eleven twenty two says, have faith in God. Remember this time about the mountain, casting the sea and all that. And he's, they were talking about a lot of different things and the fig tree. And there was a statement here that he said, Jesus said, have faith in God. If you look at that, there's just three words in that, that passage in the Greek and basically it's have, there's a word for that, and then there's faith, which is pistis, and then theo, which is actually means from God or of God. So it's not just have faith in God. It is have faith from God of God. Where does faith come? Here in his word. Amen. We, we hear his word. We hear of his promises. We hear of this promise of, of heaven, the new heavens, new earth. We have this promise of life everlasting. Amen. And it builds faith in us, but it didn't come by us. It's, it came from him. It comes from Jesus. Jesus is calling us to have faith in him. But the faith that we need can only come from him. Isn't that kind of an interesting concept? I use this analogy. This was the most, it was just an analogy I had ministering to young people. So, like, you know, have you ever been to like a, a concert or something, you know, or movies and you go up to the to the ticket booth and they said okay you know you, you can't come in it's, it's twenty dollars to get in you can't come in you get you have to give us twenty dollars so well well I don't have twenty dollars and then as as you turn away because you don't have this oh, wait, wait 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 no 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 here here's here's twenty dollars so you can buy you a ticket to get in Oh, so it's $20 to get in. I don't have $20, so I can't get in. 
But if I come and I ask, you'll give me $20 so then I can get in. It, it, it kind of doesn't really make sense. But that's how great the love of God is. You can't go in here without a ticket and the, kit, the tickets cost 20 bucks. But if you come, he'll give you what it takes to buy the ticket to get in. No one can earn their way to heaven. You don't have what it takes. But when we come to the door and say, no, you can't get in, can't work your way in. But through Jesus, we'll give you what it takes. Our faith in Jesus is that he gives us what it takes. Can I get a witness? Kind of like the beginning of service. I was like, we got to stir it up now. Y'all know how it is. If I hear no amens, I'm, I'm insecure. And so I think that I haven't been a good teacher. And so I feel like that you're not getting it. And a good teacher would never dismiss his students until they got it. So you just keep, you're going to be here for like a long time. I just, I just, that's right. You want to be here for hours and hours. I just, in other words, in other words. So in, in a lot of what's happening in Israel right now, I want to encourage you to keep your eyes and ears to Jesus. We're going to continue to pray for them. We're going to, we prayed Wednesday night. We, we gathered together and we, we prayed fervently for um, the peace in Jerusalem. We prayed for evil to be exposed, for light to shine, to reveal this demonic uh, Hamas. It's demonic, demonic spirit, spirit that goes all the way back. It's not new. And, and pray that that would be exposed that, that God's people would be protected. We have people that we've heard that we know. They're wanting, you know, vests. We, you know, sent some money over there so they could buy some body armor. And, and you know, it's just, it's just wild. But so we'll continue to pray for them. And we want to keep our eyes and our ears to Jesus. So is he, is he telling? So in light of what Jesus is telling us, Okay, is he telling me to shake in fear or to pray with fervor? So whenever we are tempted to do something or feel something or act or think, say, is Jesus telling me to do this or is something else telling me to do this? Just to make it simple, this is how sometimes like, what do I need to do? Okay, well, is Jesus telling me to do that? I mean, it's another way of saying WWJD. Come on, y'all remember? Y'all remember the WWJD? Who remembers? Who ever wore a WWJD something? Anybody? What would Jesus do? Okay, I'm bringing it back. Okay, is is Jesus telling us to you know be in strife and you know whatever whatever it is? Okay, no, he's not. <clears throat> Is he telling me to watch endless news or is he telling me to stay in the word and go outside and play with my kids? Is he telling me, you know, come on now. What, what, is, what is he telling me? What, what is in my purpose right here? This morning as we were preparing for church, I said, Lord, I, I, 
you know, like those horses that have the blinders on. Lord, just shape my seeing for me to see and focus what you want me to see and focus on. Because sometimes the, the big picture is beyond my ability to process. And if you go look up any secular, I mean, the studies are just now kind of coming out because of, you know, social media and all, all the, the, the news that we could have at any time. I mean, studies are just now coming out, even non-Christian studies like not trying to make it a religious thing, are saying that, that our minds are not designed to stay up to not worrying about something that's happened 7,000 miles away. And then to hear this, and this is happening there, and we start that we, 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 we can't process that, you know, because it's, it's new to our human history. You know, there was people... Uh, we studied this. I think it was one preacher that didn't even know the war was happening, like we're in World War II, until like he could hear the bombs going off. And you know what I mean? He's just, he's just preaching. He's just doing this. He's just doing and didn't even really realize. And now the smallest things can get people shaken up. Nothing bad had to happen to shut our country down. Remember covid Millions have not died. We're just talking about it. And everybody's quaking and staying home from church. Oh! I was like, I, and I, pray, I prayed this morning. I said, Lord, let, I'll be the first to tell you. I'm not too prideful that I was duped like many of others. I'm not going to sit up here and pride say, I told you. I, I said it before a lot of some of the others, but, but I still believe that the enemy is, he's, he's after isolating the body of Christ. He's after separating and the way he does that, because he does, I don't know if you know this, but the devil is not all powerful. He's not everywhere all the time. He's not omniscient, meaning all-knowing. He's not omnipotent, meaning all-power. He doesn't do that. So what he has to do is he said, well, this is what I have at my disposal. So how can I put as much damage as I can? So I'll go cause fear here and then just broadcast it over the whole world. And it'll cause fear. And then people start staying home from church. People won't be the body of Christ. And then he's saying, that's what I need to do. You start reading. I mean, if we, we had a book, the screw tape letters today, what would be in there? If you don't know, that was C.S. Lewis' book, and he was like saying that this demon was saying, this is what I would do. Yeah, it's like a new chapter. But, but the enemy wants to try to bring forth maximum uh, result from just what's within his power. But he's not all-powerful. We serve Jesus. He is all-powerful. He's he is, has what it takes. So we have to, back to the blinders on the horse, say, Lord, what is my purpose and my call? What do you have for me? We have some friends. They feel called to that area. Okay, you, they, they, they may be going over there. They may do, okay, then your purpose is a little bit more than our nursery director's purpose than those that are teaching kindergarten at school. 
See, the purpose is different. But if we can keep the kindergarten, first grade teachers so fearful that they're distracted from their purpose. See, we follow Jesus and he becomes the leader of our life. He becomes the central person in our life, not just an add-on. We don't watch the news and then say, okay, Lord, what, how, how do you fit in on this? We watch Jesus and then we say, where does the news fit in on this? We look to him. We keep our eyes on him because if, we not, if we're not, we're like, we're, we'll be all over the place. And God wants us to be targeted in our faith according to what our purpose and our mission is. Amen. If the Lord, you go to Jesus and you begin to get stirred up, then maybe you'll know where to send those prayers and maybe you'll sow a seed. Someone this week said, I want to give to this in Israel and we knew where we could give it to help somebody. Okay? I'm not saying to stay naive and oblivious, but I'm saying we go to Jesus and say, Lord, what is our part? What do you want me to do? Amen. If we're more tuned in to the news than we're tuned in to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, it will lead to fear, staying home from church, more fear, more anxiety, not fulfilling your God-given purpose. Is he calling me to wring my hands in anxiety or is he telling me to sow a seed? Send a prayer. Amen. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. This is not just skipping through the field of daisies oblivious to anything dangerous. He, remember, he told Joshua and Caleb, he said, Be strong and courageous because giving you this land there's going to be battles to fight. So we're not saying today that we just are blind to everything, that we just out of sight, out of mind. That's not what we're saying. We're saying we first go to Jesus and say, Lord, how do you want me to pray? I've talked to some people and they say, it's, I've designated some time to pray for this. I've, and then I, I go on. I, I go on. I can't, I'm not going to, I can't go to Jesus and pray a prayer of faith and power and change and cover and send forth those prayer missiles for a few minutes. And then the rest of the day, I'm like, oh, I think hopefully, oh, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? No. We pray. We believe. We act. And then if you have a three-year-old, if you have a two-year-old, if you have a teenager, Chances are you need to be praying for them at least as much. <laughs> Come on now. You know what I mean? But see, the devil tries to get us praying for things that are way out of our control sometimes instead of praying for those the things that are within our jurisdiction, within our realm of influence. <clears throat> Jesus is calling us. Follow him. In the face of danger, I will not be overcome by fear and worry, but it doesn't mean I run to the caves to hide. When we look at the first century church, there was 
persecution on a level that's it's, it's crazy. The persecution, the Roman candles were Christians, they hung on poles and lit up the street. And Paul wrote a letter to the Colossians. This, the church in, in Colossae, he said, he, he, you know, he wrote this from prison. And can you imagine the prisons back then? He had been beaten. He was later in his years. And from what I gathered, he didn't start this church, but he got to a place where he could had influence enough to where even if he didn't start the church, he could write a letter to him and he had influence. And so there was a lot of things happening. You read that hit, the history of that time. There was a lot of, of crazy things happening, persecution. And I'm, I'm sure many probably thought doom and gloom, all these things. And Paul wrote a letter from prison in Colossians. You can read it. But he didn't say, be careful. Watch out so you don't get thrown in jail. Be careful. You should probably just stay in your house. Be careful. You shouldn't go to church. He didn't give 10 tips on how to avoid heart, hardship. He didn't warn of doom and gloom and of major persecution. He didn't say, listen, you know, to this and just watch what be here. He didn't give that. In Colossians chapter 1, he's thankful of the people and he writes a prayer. Opening, this is opening prayer to the Colossians written from prison. Colossians 1.9 he says, listen to this prayer and, and just see if it's causing fear. See what direction he's doing here. Can I read this prayer? Paul writing to the Colossians, he says, Father, may they clearly know your will and achieve the height and the depth of spiritual wisdom and understanding. May their lives be a credit to you, Lord. And what's more, may they continue to delight you by doing every good work and growing in the true knowledge that comes from being close to you. Strengthen them with your infinite power according to your glorious might so that they will have everything they need to hold on and endure hardship patiently and joyfully. Thank you, Father, as you have made us eligible to receive our portion of the inheritance given to all those set apart by the light. You have rescued us from dark powers and brought us safely into the kingdom of your son, whom you love and in whom we are redeemed and forgiven of our sins through his blood. That was in the voice translation. And I really think, wow, what a prayer to pray from prison to people that who knows what the, the seasons they're in. And he's calling to be close to him, to seek the Lord to accomplish the purpose that he has for them. And he's, I believe today, it's not, as nothing's changed. This can be a prayer that we can apply to our own life. Father, may I clearly know your will and achieve the height and depth of spiritual wisdom and understanding. May my life be a credit to you, Lord. May I continue to delight in you, in your work, growing in the knowledge that comes from being close to you. What if we made that a prayer of ours? May I, may I grow in the knowledge that comes not from endless 
debating and studying and Googling. Come on. Just Google this, Google that, Google this. Don't Google your theology. You'll always be right. You, find, you think, I just decided to, be, to believe this. And it's just some whacked out belief. You go Google it. See, it's true. I can believe that. Don't Google it. We go to him. May I excel in the knowledge of Christ. My, may I excel in, in that wisdom that only comes, it comes one way. Being with him. Come on now. And we can apply this to so many ways. Last week, Heidi shared an amazing message just encouraging us to cast our cares upon the Lord, to come unto him if you're heavy laden, and he'll give you rest. And, and the, the worry and anxiety that would try to overcome us, we can try to silence it and muffle it by a lot of different things. But the answer is Jesus. And this week we were conversating and, I, and I, I said this, I want to say it to you today. It's not just from saying Jesus. It's not just that it comes out of your mouth. Otherwise the Pharisees would have lift up, lifted up perfect worship because they did it with their lips, with their heart, was it? It's, I'm coming to Jesus and I'm, I'm calling on the name of Jesus. I'm believing in my heart the name of Jesus. And then I'm allowing him to show me his ways. And this is not even my, my thing, help me on the reference, but it said, come to me and learn of me. That it's coming to him and learning of his ways. I've got these ways. I could try to fill them with all these other things, but I know the beginning, the foundation, the start of this remedy is going to start with him. And we know that Jesus does not practice being God. Doctors practice medicine. They practice it. That means they're doing their best, but they're still learning. Jesus doesn't practice. He's the King of kings, Lord of lords. All he was before all and will be after all. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He knows all. He's not just trying to practice this thing. And praise God for people that study and help us. I believe that God has sent forth gifts. I don't, want to, I don't want you to get the wrong impression that I'm putting. But what I'm saying is that when we go to him, he'll lead us maybe to which doctor to go to. He'll lead us and say, this will be good for you to do. Maybe you should go here. You need to go. You know, and, he'll, and it's from him that he'll lead us in the path of righteousness. Remember, it's a path. He leads us to the path. Amen. What a prayer. Oh, let us, let us trust him. Are we trusting in him? Are we believing in him? As a church, as individuals, we continue to pray. And we do. If you were here on Wednesday night, you would know we 
It breaks our heart what's happening in Israel. And we stand with them. I'm thankful that we stand and we're going to keep praying. And now we get to come to Jesus and we say, Lord, what is our part? What is our part? And I know this because I was, militarily speaking, I was not in the military, but my dad, retired military. And if you may know this, but there are, there are missions that you are on that are different than other missions with different directives, right? Different objectives. And so each person in the, this military branch, they all have their place. Some are manning the posts at the wall. Some are at the gate. Some are special ops. They're going, nobody even knows what they're doing. They're behind enemy lines. Some of them are in tanks. Some of them are in driving a Jeep. Some of them don't ever shoot anything. They just drive stuff. They just truck stuff around. They just haul stuff. Some are bulldoze drivers. You get all the different pieces that make one unit, right? One team. And so we can get mad about that they get to see more action. We can get upset that I'm just sitting here, don't feel like I'm doing anything. But if you enlist, it's not really up to you to decide. You get your orders and you man your post. Am I right? I got some veterans here. Is a pretty generalization? I don't really want to be here anymore. I just, I know I'm supposed to guard this gate until midnight, but I'm tired. I'm tore out. I'm kind of dehydrated. My canteen's empty. It's 930. There probably won't be any bad guys around. I'm going to hit the sack. Don't tell me what to do. I mean, how would that end? Yet people in the army of God are walking more by feelings than they are what has Jesus told me to do. I'm not trying to be hard. Y'all understand me. God cares. And if you go in there and talk, say, I, I really want to change, and you go through the right things, God can, you know, just like a, a leader. But far too many people are just deciding and living by feelings. Oh, I'm fearful. I don't want to be here anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm supposed to guard this post from bad guys, but what if a bad guy comes? <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. I'm scared. Well, you, we don't care if you're scared. If they come here, you tell them they can't come in. If they try to come in forcibly, you shoot them. And there's the enemy that will try to come knocking on our door. And we're trying to conversate. Please don't come in. Please don't. No. You take it captive. Chain them up. Those thoughts, those demonic things that try to come. Come on, there. I'm there. There's some things we don't, we don't negotiate with that. You don't come in here. And, you, and, and I'm not going to say there won't be some shooting. You may lose the hill, but you take it back. You may get beat down, but you don't just surrender. 
we keep fighting back because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And he's created me to be something that there's not even a word because if he did, he would use the word instead of saying he's made me more than a conqueror. Wasn't even a word for that. He just said, you know, conquer? Well, yeah, it's more than that. We're more than conquerors through Christ who fills us, who strengthens us. So, Lord, what is my call? What is my plan? What one thing can I add by worry? He said, don't worry, but by prayer and supplication. Don't worry, come talk to me. Don't worry, commune with me. Don't be anxious, come talk to me. I'll be the first to tell you that happens to me all the time. I get this feeling. I get this worry. I get this anxious feeling, whatever, and I, I have to choose. What am I going to do? And the Lord will, if we're open, he'll show us and he'll give us the answer. And sometimes, and I'll just be real transparent with you, with, with you today. The other day, had a lot of concerns, had some little worries, had some little things kind of come up. And, uh, and I normally get up really early in the morning and, and I just really enjoy quiet time. I like watching the sun come up. I, I think there's, I've kind of set my clock. I'll, before the sun comes up, I kind of go out, I go a little part on our porch and I'll kind of look up and see the sky before this up, is up. And it kind of starts, it kind of starts light, lighting the sky up before the sun comes up. You know what I'm talking about? And I'll, I'll kind of let that light in and the sun pops up and it's, it's a, it's a great time. But I, the other morning I had some things and I kind of woke up and I, and I felt that worry kind of try to pop up in my, myself. And I said, Lord, I don't, I don't think I'm going to let that happen today. Lord, would you show me? And he was just like, and it didn't have anything I had to be at that morning. He's, why don't you just roll over and go back to sleep? Which is not normally I could say something like, I can't just do that. You know what I mean? can't just. But I like rolled back over in the peace of God. And I looked over and I woke up. It's 8 o'clock. I was like, oh my gosh, it's 8 o'clock. And I felt revived or renewed. I felt like, wow, this is so good. That's just something small. And I'm just sharing that from the bottom, from my heart. It's just a super small thing. But I've noticed there's like all these little small aggravations to our life that can really get us. So what if we flip the script on that? What if it's a lot of little small special things that God's doing in us? What if it's a little small little gifts? You know, just, it was just an extra hour and a half of sleep. I was like, woke up. I didn't feel guilty about it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't sleeping through work. I'm not telling anybody to skip work or something, you know. But the Lord did that for me, and it was just a small thing. And the Lord may lead you into some small things to help trust him and to relieve anxieties, to relieve worry, to, to dispel that fear, and to bring a new level of power love and a sound mind in you again so that you can do what God has called you to do. Amen. The last scripture I want to close with this and really it deserves a lot of teaching, but there was just one part that I wanted to read in Colossians chapter two, verse 16 in closing talking about, um, a lot of different, uh, 
beliefs and people were being weird in Colossians and worshiping angels and, and all these different things were happening and he's kind of bringing it back to Christ. And I just want to read these two scriptures. He said, therefore, don't let anyone judge you in regard to food or drink or in the matter of a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. He said, these are a shadow of what was to come. The substance is Christ. These were all a shadow of what was to come, which is and was Christ. The celebrations, the festivals, the resting in the Sabbath, all those things were just small, little small clues of what would be unveiled in a greater measure in Christ. There's no Sabbathing, true Sabbathing apart from Jesus now. Truly Sabbathing rest, coming to me and I'll give you rest. That Sabbath rest, not as a day we like, just we honor this day anymore. We, we honor Jesus and he gives us that rest. Amen. Not a whole teaching on that. I do teach on that some more. But the substance is Christ. Jesus is not an add-on. He must be the center. And that's not just saying, oh, yeah, Jesus is the center. He's to check the box. He's the center of my core. And that doesn't mean I'm perfect, but that means he's perfect, and I'm going to be led by him. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? So this week, today, rest in him. And from that rest, you'll go back into a cycle of work, but it'll be more productive. Amen. Casting our cares, bring it to him, laying it down, resting. When it's rest time, rest. In fact, when I was a kid, I remember one thing I, uh, with my dad um, we'd rode, rode motorcycles and had fun, but my dad was a work, working man. He worked a lot. When I was a kid, he worked. Sometimes I wouldn't see him for days and days on ends because he'd go to work early. And so work was work. But I also remember when it was playtime, it was playtime. Bust out the dirt box in the go-kart. Like we'd play, you know what I mean? And so there was, a, at a young age, it was like the, there needs to be a cycle of of rest. But it, it that cycle back work, but that it may be productive. Amen? But we don't want to get in that cycle of we don't have any good rest and we don't really get anything done either. <laughs> you know? So praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Let's just bow our heads right now. Do you know Jesus today? Have you given your life to him? Are there ways within you where it doesn't line up with him. It doesn't line up with his word. I'm here to tell you if you'll just come to him, come to Jesus, say, Lord, forgive me where I've fallen short. The things I've said, the things I've thought, the things I've done, uh, I know are sinful. They're not of you. Would you forgive me right now? Forgive me. Forgive me for not trusting you. Forgive me for not following your ways. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord. I confess my sin, my inability to save myself and call upon the name of Jesus. 
to save my soul. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. Thank you that your blood washes me white as snow. If that's you, maybe you've been in church, but maybe there's been some things between you and God, some sin. Say, Lord, forgive me right now. I don't want to let it cause any more division, any more distraction. Lord, forgive me where I've fallen short. Lord, I turn to you once again. Lord, I need you in my life. Guide my thinking. Lead me. Jesus, I come to you. You are the center of my life. Help me. Many would say, help me be a, be a better friend, a better husband, a better wife, a better employee, a better employer. But all that aside, first, we're a follower. Let's be the best follower of Christ we can be. Jesus, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace that empowers us to accomplish what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, everyone says, amen and amen. Get somebody.